What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 301. On this episode, I'm joined by Soko, aka Southern Cover. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, garage rap, music talk, shooting story, top five white rappers, and a little race talk. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Back again. Coming at you live from the, the 580. Just in case y'all want to know the area code. Um, all right. First thing I, I always say, because if I don't say it first, then I probably won't say it at all. And that is that we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. You can go there and give a dollar or more a month and get early access to all these episodes. Um, normally you get them like the day after they're recorded. That's only a few days early, depending. Sometimes a couple weeks early, depending if uh, the music episode, things like that. Uh, if you give enough money, you can be a co-producer by my mother, uh, Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear, Graveyard Entertainment, and itchaboyh2.com. So uh, shout out those people for keeping us going, being the whole reason we could even keep this shindigger running. Um, also, we have a merch shop. It is apodcastamo.com myspreadshops.com something like that man I'll put a link uh, in the thing you know they switch it up on me after years uh, so it's kind of made me mad but the old one works too so um, if you have that link still should work um, also I've mentioned before I'm going to keep mentioning until my album comes out you replace a podcast with Mo and you put A to the Mo um, that is my rap name then you will get to see cool t-shirts that have my face on it so think about it all right, this week we're calling um, a good podcast friend, uh, Southern Comfort. You know, he calls in probably more than anyone else who calls in, but really it's because he's a fan. He actually listens to the episodes and, uh, you know, he has input. He listens to my music. Um, you know, some people are like, I'm not saying you have to be a fan of me for me to like you, but like it fucking helps, you know, um, I don't see how it wouldn't. Anyway, um, let, <laughs> let's give Soko a call. So how's it going, man? Oh, man, not too bad at all, man. Not too bad at all. Just at the house, chilling, doing what I do. Right on, right on. Uh, so, you know, when is your album coming out? Do you have a date yet? No, man. Me, me and you've been working hard to get it <laughs> sounding. It's gonna sound, and uh, I'm excited about it. But nah, no date yet. I figure once uh, every touches touch is put on, once you tell me that. You know, you done everything you could to make my uh not so adequate setup sound as good as it can sound. Then you know, finalize the order of it, and then start looking at dates and seeing what makes sense. For me, I I never have any kind of special whatever. I think the last time I put something out, it was around like my birthday, which is in December. So sometimes I'll just drop the sound in just so I can have it to listen to. So could be something like that, or honestly. What October, uh, that's Graveyard Entertainment's uh, anniversary for, you know, when we first kind of made the name official and kind of started moving as a company. Um, that might be a time to where I put stuff out, Nasty will put stuff out. We'll drop singles all month, mini projects, all kind of stuff. So 
October could be it. The way it's looking right now, it's, it could definitely be ready by Halloween. Right on. Yeah. Uh, so to catch people up, uh, I sent out all these beat packs to random people. Not random people, but I sent them out to people uh, earlier this year, maybe some last year. It's hard to fucking keep track of time during COVID. But you've been doing it for a while, it feels like. Yeah. And some people, like I've mentioned to you on Twitter, you know, have just ghosted me. Like they just haven't hit me up at all. Uh, and so I'm like, I guess I'll just take those beats back. But it is, it's strange, I think. Um, but yeah, so you sent me some shit and your audio interface. I mean, I've I've decided your problem is your audio interface. And so for anyone uh, that like does a little engineering or may have come into this issue, they'd probably get it. But whenever you look at your audio recordings in a spectral view, which is most uh, digital audio stations uh, will have that, you know, view or whatever. Uh you can see these like three stripes at different areas of your EQ, like one at the low end, one at the high end, right in the middle. So that's why, like, even if we're like cutting out shit, you're like, it still sounds like air. And it's because you have these three fucking stripes of noise. You know, it's just what it is. It's just noise. And so that's obviously through equipment. And so, um, and then you've tried to mix some stuff on your own where you're like, you'll add some reverb or some delays and that just reverbs and delays up the noise. And so, like, I'm trying to clean it up, but, you know, it's, uh, we'll see how it turns out, but it's been fun. Yeah, it's definitely a labor of love. Uh, I I wanted to quit plenty of times recording and re-recording and trying to, you know, one time something might sound great and the next take, it's like, what the fuck is this coming from? Like, it, it was a pain that. Yeah, so. uh, my studio area is my garage too. So if it's hot outside, it's hot as balls inside. Right. <laughs> so that didn't help. Well, I did notice on some takes they were crystal clear, and I was like, I don't fucking know how that happened. But uh, yeah. but anyway, so it it honestly it made it fun because I didn't have a certain standard to live up to. You know, I just was trying to I'm trying to shoot for certain uh, loudness levels, which is a thing that like uh, the streaming places apparently they they squash your loudness down to negative 13 luffs that's like some measurement that they use in fucking engineering world and so i have this little thing that shows it to me so i normally try to get it myself between 12 and 13 so that what we're hearing is what you're going to hear on the streaming services you know like that's more or less the goal won't change the sound quality it'll just right pretty much load exactly as it is instead of then condensing whatever Right, exactly. And so, and every site's a little different. I think like titles might be ne- negative now. You know, everyone's is a little different, but it's going to try to, the way their shit works is somehow it's going to try to level it off to the same LUF, um, L U F, L U F S, whatever the fuck the, that acronym stands for. So, anyway, that's some uh, of my little engineering work this week. So, with you, I, I try to learn on HMO, man. There you go. A little rainbow just above us with a star. <laughs> we just learned some shit. There you go. Exactly. This is uh, the more you know. And my more or less my goal is I try to take out those noises from your audio interface. And then I'm adding back fake noise that's not really there um, to like fill up all of the area. So, it's like I'm trying to trick your brain and it's like, oh, it's just this lo-fi aesthetic they're going for. But really, you know, some shit's fucked, but we're just kind of leaning into it. That, that, honestly, that turned into when I first, the first song I wrote uh, to one of your beats, I believe was uh, called I Know You. But um, yeah, it, I had no idea that was going to, I was going to lean into the 
you know, what, what the concept of the album is, which is Mike bad, Mitch bad, but you know, I go. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do what I do and you can either deal with less than perfect quality or you cannot. But that became the thing album uh pretty much right when I wrote that uh intro. I was like, Oh man, that's that's just the album. That's what it is. Yeah, the that intro is good. And honestly it sounds pretty good. Like even leaning into the the muddy mix of it, it probably is gonna be the best mixed one, which I don't I, I know it's weird to be like, oh that one I can't do better, but I don't know, it just kinda worked. And um yeah, I do think your concept's fun. I think uh, the whole like I'm getting called out of like I want to mix it and then I did you know I think all all the you know works as this little concept album for people who care you know sure someone comes across that they might be like like you're saying like you say in the songs maybe the mix will turn them off but some people will groove to it it'll be what it is man like I said I've I've never I won't say I've never cared because of course you, know, you make music it's always nice you want people to hear you know that's a, that's a nice goal of it but you know, if, if somebody feels like it ain't for them, it ain't for them. Like, I've never been offended by everybody not loving my music or liking it or whatever like that. Then it doesn't do it for me. Like, cause I, I definitely don't like everybody else's music. So right. why do I expect everybody in the world to like my? It's just terrible expectation to just think that everybody's going to like something as much as you do. That's just not how it works. Yeah. I mean, I remind myself and everyone else at all the time, like, you know, I bet there's fucking multi-platinum artists that you don't even like exactly like you just gotta think of it that way um and like with my album you know my single came out today the day of us recording this and i think it's pretty good uh it's my hey what you doing today yeah <laughs> i like that fan effect i was ready i'm ready for people to start singing it into a fan because that was what i was going for um but you know i liked that song at first but i'm kind of played out on it because i listened to it so many times and it's like one of my least favorite songs on the album. And I know there's other songs that people are going to like less. Like I know two songs specifically on my album that people probably aren't going to like, um, or they're going to like a lot less than some of the others. And I know because people have heard it early. You're like, yeah, I don't know about those. And I'm like, it's my fucking art, bro. You know, like, cause I get all like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the standard. <laughs> the standard is somebody doesn't get where you're going with something. They don't like something as much as you do. You don't get where I was going with this stuff. Well, I was trying to take it. If you have my vision, you would see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, you know, that's that's how that all, you know, it goes with, with the album or whatever. And so, like, I've been listening to it and I'm like, I've been thinking like, oh, my mixes are good. It sounds pretty good. And then today I'm just like, maybe it does suck. You know, maybe it is all going to suck and maybe my mixes do suck and I'm just wrong. You know, like I don't know. Like, you, I have those moments. Um, now, I don't think it necessarily should matter one way or the other. You know, like, to me, the biggest praise I can get is uh, Pow Wow hit me up and was like, bro, this song's awesome. And like I mentioned on here many a times, Pow Wow was like my first fan, you know, and he like legitimately listens to my, like for years on shitty mixtapes was bumping fucking burnt CDs of me, like exclusively listening to no one else, but me and Lil Wayne. So like if Pow Wow tells me he's liking some shit, I'm like, well, fuck yeah, bro. You know, like that means a lot. Yeah. It, and I mean, some people might sound like super idealistic or way out there, but those are the people that matter the most in my opinion. And are the ones who, they were actually fans of what you were doing, even when you weren't even sure if you were a fan of what you were doing. Right. Like they, they invested in you before you ever felt like it could, before you felt like you wanted the world to invest in you, they actually invested in what you were doing. So at the end of the day, like you got to do it for them. Like they're literally your day one. Like you got to them and everybody else either join in or they won't. Like that's, that's something you got to do. Like that's that, that, 
infamous core fan base. Right. You know, if you had 100 power, like, just imagine how different things would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And Skinny. Skinny's become, you know, uh, oh, yeah, a big sure. fan these days. Um, and something fun with him. I meant to bring it up the last episode we have. He's on it. And I meant to bring up, uh, I started trying to help him write a verse recently. So I'm just going to talk about that now without him here. And, um, you know, I think it'll be more fun that way anyway, because I'll probably, you know, not hold as many punches. Uh, so we're trying to get him on this forgotten one song, right? Forgotten one. Yep. Uh, I saw, I saw on the Twitter yeah, about he, that going down. We're trying to make it happen. Well, he keeps trying to, or forgotten one was really just trying to get skinny, like on an intro, just talking, right? Now I, per- I didn't say this to anybody until now, but I personally don't think skinny could be like the motivational, just give something scripted. It's gonna have to be like off the top, random podcast. Skinny says some crazy shit, and then we cut that and put it in the song. Like, you know, like, I don't think probably a little drunk, a little high. Right. I don't think Skinny's going to come in with a script and deliver something for you the way y'all think it's going to happen. Um, for and then it won't thing. sound authentic. It won't, it won't sound like the keep pushing exactly that you chopped up. You know what I mean? Like, that, there's a reason why that sounded as good as it did because it was, it was natural. He didn't think it was going to go on. And he just, he was just talking. Right. And he was saying what he wanted to say. And, uh, so. But forgotten one in all of his stuff, and I like saying this stuff because I know forgotten one listens, so it's like I'm kind of talking to him as well. Um, but you know, forgotten one's like, oh, he could do a verse, you know, maybe as well, you know, that'd be cool because he just, uh, you know, trying to get everybody involved. And so I kind of so we float that to Skinny. We talk about it on this podcast, you know me and forgotten one, and uh, Skinny gets pretty excited. You know, he's gonna get all hopped for it. And uh, so there's this like half a verse, uh, forgotten one done half a verse, and there's like another half a verse before the hook comes back in. So I was like, Skinny, you try to do half a verse, they finish off forgotten ones. And then I'll do the second verse and, and we'll make this happen. And so uh, I keep hopping skinny up to write some shit. He came over last week and I was like, all right, what do you have written? And I'm not trying to hate it all. I've been fucking writing rhymes for fucking 13 years. You know, like I forget how second nature it is, even if I'm not that good, you know, to some people's like, standard, like it's pretty quick and easy for me to do this because I'm so used to it. And so I was like kind of reading skinny's stuff and I was like, all right, bro, like, Four of these things don't rhyme with anything. Like you're gonna say it at the end of a line, and it's just not gonna rhyme with anything. And he was like, "Oh, okay." And then, you know, so I kind of like, you know, we tinkered with it, right? Uh, and worked on it for like hour, a couple hours, you know. And he he just kept spinning to the microphone because I was like, "You're gonna have to listen to yourself because that throws you off." You know, you're not gonna do this shit in one take. You're gonna have to have some practice. You've never done this before, so it was fun uh, helping Skinny out. And I think if I had a guess, he probably has a new appreciation for rap verses because he was like, "Oh shit." Hey, I think everybody who wants they write, especially I, I'll say when they seriously like try to write a song, like the people who just go like into a studio situation or you know just say whatever and just feel like they're gonna be hyped up no matter what, they don't they don't get the same appreciation as somebody who's actually do a song, wants it to really be good, and then just want to hear themselves. Like I, as you were talking, I was trying to like tap into my feelings are the first time I ever tried to actually record myself. And yeah, that shit was tough. Like just the whole damn it. Like cause you can, you can spit it perfectly 30 times. And the second you hit record, you'll say a word wrong that you've never said wrong in your life. And like, that's the only way I can describe it. Like it's, it's that crazy. Once you hit record. Yeah. I try to explain it to skinny as well. Cause again, we have, he's done it. But I'm a hit record, you know, he could hear himself doing it over the beat. And I try to explain to him, like, man, I'm telling you, like, I will 
practice saying something so many times before I ever hit record. And I, in my mind, I'm saying it like Meek Mill or I'm saying it like, you know, some fucking flow I have in my head that I think I'm going to do it. And then as soon as I hit record, it's not there anymore. Like that flows out the window and I'm all of a sudden doing a whole different fucking flow. And it's like, well, what happened? And I can't find it ever again. You know, it's like, it's weird, you know, like some weird shit happens, you know, man, when you hit record. Oh, I was gonna ask you if that's ever happened to you before. Like I've had to throw away whole verses because uh like a certain set of bars, once I get to them, I can't say them the way I fit them in, or it's just not coming out right. And I'm like, I don't remember how I said this, but I loved it when I wrote it, and I know it sounded good, but now I'm getting to it in the song and it's not working. I've thrown away whole verses because I'm like, I don't know how I said this. And it it no longer sounds right. I feel like I normally salvage it, but it's also because I'm just so like, oh, I've spent all this time writing it. I'm going to record it. You know, fuck it. Um, so I'd say in general, I'd probably keep it. But, you know, there's probably ones I should have thrown away. that I'm like, I did not pull that one off right. Um, I, was, I was explaining uh, to to Brad, and this will be perfect for our later conversation on the top five list, but I was talking to Brad the other day and uh, explaining how, well, he was talking about how he had some diss track about something. I don't remember what. And then I was like, yeah, I remember one time I said the N-word in a song as a white rapper. And I've only done it once. And I felt weird about it then. And I would never do it again. Um, but I felt like I really pulled it off. You know, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but you can't tell people you thought you pulled it. You know, it was just a really funny conversation. So uh, later when we talk about white rappers, just remember, I to me, that's a no-go. You know, something I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah. I, I can't even say I've ever even heard any of the white rappers I've listened to do it. Like uh, I've heard they've done it, but I've never heard the song. And if there was a song where one was just doing it, especially flagrantly, like just because, or because they felt like that was their thing, I don't know, it'd probably be a turn off for me too. Like I, I can't see that being well, something I want to hear. I mean, since you know my rap personality a little bit, you'd probably uh, at least get it. Uh, it was a long time ago on a mixtape. And I said something of uh like something go figure. I rap so good. My black friends let me say. And then I didn't say like with a hard R, you know, of course, I said it with an A, like a cool person. And uh, it was funny. And all my black friends, you, you know, were like, it's perfect. You know, it's great. It's a great fucking line. But then like people on the Internet, uh, you know, because I was on this like radio station, um, this Internet one, people on the East Coast were like, bro, that's so racist. And I was like, it's not racist at all. It's in like, I'm so cool with the black people. They let me say it like I, I got the pass, you know, like I'm like, I don't say it. And I was like, but they would let me say it. You know, and that was like my whole argument. But they're like, yeah, bro, that's not cool. So I understand it's not cool. Um, but I was like, I don't know. My friends thought it was cool. <laughs> so I like, at the time I like I, I, I liked it, you know. Well, I for one, I'm glad that you didn't adopt it as a permanent thing. No, 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 no. Even on that song, <laughs> like I think the line right after that is like, yeah. and I never say it like we're done with it. Yeah. My next one's like, and I will never say that word again, you know. <laughs> I just was like, I couldn't let the line go up. I was like, I think it's a pretty funny line. I'm going to wrap it. So that was just to prove my point. Sometimes I write shit that I'm like, well, I'm going to say it. You know, we're going to see how this goes. You know, it's crazy. Like, I'm sure if I try hard enough, I could think of it. But like, as a black rep, I can't think of any words that I I just couldn't say. Right. That, you know what I mean? Like, there, like, there's no word like that that I can think of for me where I'm like, well, I'll say this one time, but then I won't say it. Like, it's certain stuff I just don't rap about just because I don't rap about it, but nothing where I'm like, man, I really just should never say that. Like, even, even offensive words, like, I'm like, I could probably just say it. Like, and it wouldn't be as big a deal. Like, right. there's, there's certain slurs I, I could probably just say 
And in the context of rap song, you'd probably be like, eh, yeah, you can do that. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got a pass there. And I mean, I'm sure through ancestrally you earned it. Uh, but like, for, for instance, just thinking of a, a fun memory I have, when I saw like, my black friends, let me say the N-word, um, I do remember one time like singing it in a group full of black people, but I was like, one of my good friends was like the star of the football team that he moved to the school and they were like, hey, come party with us. And I was like the only white person in this vehicle and Uptown by, you know, Birdman and Lil Wayne comes on and that's like the fucking jam. But it yells the N word like super loud a bunch. Right. And I wasn't going to say it, but they were all looked at me like, you better yell that shit. This song's amazing. And I was like, well, everyone's telling me to say it like I have to. So that was a weird scenario. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Exactly. I was like, I mean, oh, it almost seemed racist not to say it. That's <laughs> the worst kind of situation where it's like not doing it is worse than doing it. Right. Oh man. Oh what? You think you're different? You're better than us? Oh no. no, no yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Too good. Yeah. It's like I wasn't. Oh, man. Wasn't trying to one up anybody in that scenario. Um, trying to think what else is going on in the world. I know you watch some TV and movies, things like that, or you do sometimes that you, apparently your work's been cracking the whip. So maybe not. And yeah, uh, man, that, that, that part really, it, it really took away from my movie and TV time. Like, and I, I feel like such a <laughs> kind of douchebag for being like, man, I can't, I can't watch movies and TV by work, but it was kind of a part that I started enjoying. And yeah, man, the, the VPN that used to hook us up to all our work stuff. They switched it, and all of a sudden, it started blocking like every streaming site. Yeah, it was what it was. But it's, man, it's talking about that when I, it's my like I'm supposed to be working. It just you know I can't really complain about it, but at the same time, I was really enjoying it. Right. I mean, you can still miss what you had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I still miss what I had, but yeah, I, I can't be like, hey, if you guys still want me to be an employee, you better bring back my access to Netflix. Yeah. You want me to be a happy worker, goddammit. Yeah, well, shouldn't have been doing it anyway, but hey, it was there, and it made the work day go by, and I got my job done, so, you know, I feel like we had stuff like that, you know, with a lot of jobs, they'll be happy workers, as long as they actually do their job, like, that's that's where the caveat is, like, you can't, you know, I'll pull up to the, and I hate that I, like, people always use fast food as the example, but it is what it is, pull up to the drive-thru, like, yeah, you can be on your phone, but you better cut this shit off, and get right and then get back on your phone yeah like i don't care if you're on your phone just do your job right yeah my job i have has a very much as long as everything's done people are pretty cool mentality at least that's how i treat it maybe people aren't that cool but i'm just like well let's pretend they are um today at my job i was actually given an ipad after years of me complaining that they want me to fix ipads and i've never owned one and i was like how about y'all get me one so i know how they even work i don't even know I don't know what Apple products work. So today we got the, all right, here's all y'all's iPads. Learn them. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to figure it out. <laughs> now you got to learn it. You get, be careful what you wish for. I know. Well, I'm actually excited because I, the first thing I did is I have also through my job, I have a license to like every Adobe software, which is like fucking the perk of all perks, honestly. And so I need to like really learn, uh, learn some of these uh, apps and shit. So the first thing I did was install Photoshop and start drawing on it because that's like a little pencil. And I used to love drawing. So I was like, all right, my goal is I'm going to fucking draw my next album cover, whatever that is. So uh, fucking got to get start working on figuring out Photoshop techniques, I guess. Man, come up with some unique shit. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not like a super great artist, but I can throw some shit together. 
I just think I basically treat all art exactly the same. Like the way I made your cover, like, I don't know if you'll use it or not, but the way I threw that together would be like, I threw a, a beat together. Like it was a very similar, like it goes through my brain in a similar way, if that makes sense. I'm kind of the same way. Like as far as like layering shit and kind of like, I'll have an end result picture in my head and then I'll just kind of use what I have to make that to the best of my ability. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Similar to making a song, like you know, like I said, man, I, everything I've ever created, it sounded a certain way in my head, and I just try to get as close to sounding that way once I hit record as possible. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I'm at the moment, I don't know what I'm gonna make next. I know we're, I'll probably work on Internet Friends for because you know it done pretty good numbers, and our little community of friends seem to enjoy it well enough, and um. I already have some beats made for it. So I plan on doing internet friends for it. But after that, I don't really know. I kind of want to just go back through my old beats out of my store and just steal them from myself and be, and make songs to them to prove that, no, they were good. God damn it. They sat in that beat store for two years because everyone else is stupid. You know, I need some of that in my life. I was listening to a music spinoff earlier today. Uh, you mentioned how uh, some of the beats nasty used on uh, the dark side of Mike album. They were older beats of yours, which, I mean, if you had said, I, you know, I wouldn't have guessed like, oh, no, this is an older Mo beat. Like, it, it just sounded like one of your beats. Like, so, I mean, it's, I think anybody who's gotten, even just doubling back to the whole, you know, you sending out beat packs last year and this year, if they hadn't got back to you, like, that sounds like they're intimidated. So far, I mean, ones who have come up with stuff to it, I feel like there's some good shit coming out. I know CJ Jones about his next project is all your beats. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that and hearing what he comes up with. Yeah. So that'll be the first time not using his own beats, right? He do his own. I, I think sometimes he uses other people's, but the majority he uses his own, like over 80% of the time, I think. They, they always have a similar, just uh, acoustic feel and sound. It's always real similar. On a lot of his stuff, so it, it kind of sound like the same person probably produced. Right, and I could be wrong. He might do all of his own. Um, it's hard to it's hard to really keep track. Uh, but yeah, and I might be biased again because they're my beats. But I I think all of CJ stuff sounds so good, and it's not necessarily my beats. I think he's taking a lot of vocal uh, experiments that he doesn't hasn't done before. He's trying to kind of go a little more higher octaves, which I think is fun. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And honestly, I think yours is good. Uh, like, I mean, I've listened, I've been driving around all week listening to it in my car as I've been mixing it. And uh, I think the beats all have a certain like head boppiness, like something I'm really keen on these days. Like all my beats I'm going to try to use for moving forward. If I if I don't want to do like some little dumb dance to it, I'm going to try not to use it. And, like, and I don't dance really, but like all my beats on my next one, like in some way you can like kind of start like bobbing your head or rocking your hip or whatever the fuck dance move you want to do to it. Um, and I feel like that's I ain't gonna lie, that, uh, that I know you sound like it definitely gives me kilo vibes. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, that's the one I jump like, that's, on. That's what I feel and hear. Like when I'm hearing that, that hook, I'm like, man, this would go off in the early nineties on one of those, um, like uncle Luke, uh, those collab. They were almost like mixtapes, but they would come out as albums where it'd just be a bunch of different people, but it'd be all like those like high tempo dance type songs. Usually somebody singing on the hook and then like fast rapping on the rap part. Yeah, it sounds like it's like definitely like disco samples or something. I don't think it is. I don't think I sample anything, but 
whole lot of come on that train and right. Well, the whole yeah, your whole album has like a whole vibe of it's like you found a cassette in the nineties, and like you found some rap music that was like maybe made in the eighties, but you found this in the nineties, and all the concepts and lyrics were about shit in the future. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna describe it. It works for me. It makes sense. Uh, time traveling album. Yeah, and so yeah, definitely everyone look out for that. Um, somewhere we were talking about fucking make a beats and. Uh, something. God damn it! I had some some point somewhere I was gonna circle back to, but I don't really remember what else we were talking about. But who knows? It'll come to you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, trying to think if anyone else I've made beats for has anything coming out, not necessarily. But I'm also excited because uh, you have a collab uh, that I made from scratch using a forgotten one hook, and then we just got some people to throw some verses on it. So. I'm excited about that one because I, I enjoy this whole new making songs from scratch, like starting with an acapella of a hook first, and then I kind of build shit around that. And so this will be the second time I've done it. The first time I've done it is a song coming out in two weeks called Foreign Whip um, by me. Uh, yeah. I sat at this goddamn table and I just spit the hook and then I built a beat around it. And it was, I don't know, it's, I'm impressed with myself on that one. And then I did the same thing here with this forgotten one song on this song called So Happy that'll come out someday for you. And uh, so people remember that shit. Oh, yeah. That, that one grew on me, too. I, I think at first I didn't like it just because it had more to do with I want, Once I had the frustration recorded, like then all of a sudden the song was linked to my frustration. Right. <laughs> We're trying to remember the verse. So I was like, yeah, I hate the song. Because <laughs> every time I heard it, I thought all the crap I went through trying to, you know, record the verse and try to get it good. And, Still having that goddamn sound, but the more I listen to it, especially after you worked on it, it was still missing one verse. But I'm, yeah, I like it. I, I like the hook. I like how we got the, the different styles on there. And then, yeah, Brad could even he'll just add another variation to it, another layer to the cake. So I think it's going to turn out a lot better than you might have initially thought. Right. And uh, we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I've been a little, not concerned, but, you know, Forgotten One, I mixed his hook fucking amazing at first, right? Like, I was like, this is one of the best mixing jobs I've ever done, in my opinion. You know, he might not have liked it. Uh, And then, so now I'm trying to, like, make it mixed a little worse, you know, to match the rest of the album. So it's, like, kind of this weird backwards scenario. But it's, uh, I'm excited for people to hear it. And Brad, he should be done tomorrow, he says. And I'd say your whole album will be done in, like, two days from now, where it'll be done-ish, so... Get ready. Get your artwork and your promo game on point. Hey man, I'm going to turn it in and let the machine do what it do. I said, that's one thing about you know, being 25% of a 100% machine is well, my shit's as good as everybody else's out there or not. I got a mini machine behind me. It ain't as big as the labels, but we do what we can. Right. And then uh, you mentioned earlier, maybe put out in October. October is super busy. I know I talked to Brad today and he was going to try to put his out October 1st. But I, don't, I, don't, I think he thinks he's missed that date, you know, if he hasn't uploaded it yet. And then my album's going out October 8th and he may do his the same day as my, as me, which I told him I would be fine with that. I wouldn't be like super angry. I mean, his is a horrorcore album. Uh, they're not doing Hall- Are they doing Halloween? I thought they were doing a Halloween release. Uh, I don't think this will be out on Halloween, uh, but it is okay. a horrorcore album. And uh, 
I'll probably just assume that man, just because. Right. I mean, me and you are on a song on that album, so that'll happen. Um, because I've heard it. And uh You mix that one too. No, no, I'll let Brad mix it. But he had yours with some cool walkie talkie effect or something. I don't know, it sounded it sounded pretty good. And uh but I don't really do horrorcore music, so that was fun. I was like, I'll try, I'll do something stupid. And uh yeah, man, stepping out the box is nice sometimes, man. For sure. Well, when it's someone else's song, it doesn't really matter. That's the way I think. Oh, yeah. Then then you don't feel like you're not, don't feel like you're being, uh, not fake, but you know what I mean? Like, you don't feel like you're not being true to yourself because you, you know, right. Because it's not your project. You're, you're more matching with the other person's got going. Right. Like, or like my verse on, on your album, uh, I, I barely mixed it, you know? Like, I just spit it. Like, I mean, it was like my third take or something. And the only reason I had to keep spinning is I kept saying, uh, emphasize instead of empathize and i just couldn't get it. i kept saying emphasize. and i was like god damn it why do i keep oh, all right you got anything else before we uh make it into uh our main event yeah i got i got a story that i've been saying i was going to tell on the podcast like i think oh, yeah. the last three times i came on which is basically half a year because <laughs> i come on every two three months right um now a story about the time i had to shoot a guy um, and it's your Gucci main story, as I call it. Yeah, yeah, my Gucci main story. Uh, it's, it's nothing huge, but um, my first my first career, I guess, was working in retail. Like I, I started out, my first job was retail, second job, third job. Um, I was a manager at a um, at a sporting goods store, and you know, people who work retail holidays, if you if you really Unless you work for like a Walmart type place where they really got like set stuff, like you work in more of a what I call like independent big retail store, you kind of got to take care of your own shit, and it leads to a lot of late nights. Long story short, right? So uh, this one, this one time, it was the store I worked at. We sold school uniforms, so back to school was like a big thing in Georgia because most of the schools require uniforms, so. They have a tax-free weekend, but it used to be. I don't even know if they still do it here in Georgia. But basically, you don't pay tax that weekend if you buy. Yeah, yeah. Most states so, do something like that, I think. Okay, yeah. And see, I only live in one, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm only <laughs> no. in one, but I was on the border of Texas. And if those were on two separate weekends, it would be like, all right, one weekend we're going to Texas. One weekend. And then we're coming back. Yeah. Smart. But so we had that, and so of course it's busy. Store looks like shit after it closes because everybody's just throwing shit around, and usually end up staying late unless you want the store to look like shit the next day. Which retailers were like, nobody wants the store to look like shit, but they also don't want you staying late. But if they come in the next day and it looks like shit as far as like the big boss, then it's gonna be your ass. So you stay late and you do shit. So we ended up getting out of there sometime around 1 a.m. or so. And I'm a manager, so, you know, I make sure everybody else is out. And then I go back in. I'm locking shit up, making sure, you know, lights out, all that good shit. Um, at this store, you know, we're, we're one big store, and there's nothing around us. It's like a highway and then just a bunch of small businesses. Um, so, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, we're, you know, whatever light we got is the light coming from the store. There's not like a bunch of people around or nothing like that. So I come out, I'm parked on the side of the building and when I come out of the building, I walk around the corner of the building and the first thing I see is my car doors are open. 
And I, if you've never experienced it before, like that's one of the most dumbfounded feelings you can have is to see your doors open and you know you didn't leave the doors open. Like it'd be like coming home and seeing your front door wide open. Like you're confused more than worried at first. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I know to me, even though I like to be calm, I know I would just get irate immediately. I would just be pissed. Like who the fuck opened my door? Rather house, car. I don't know. That's, I just know the way my brain would react. I would be like, I would want to like attack someone and I'm not even like that. But for whatever reason, I know I would get so mad. And see, I ended up getting to that point, but not initially. Like once the confusion wore off, I got to focus my eyes and I noticed there was somebody in my back seat, like, like rummaging through the car. So, and then that's when I get to the irate part. I, I think I yelled like some unintelligible. Like it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a girly high pitch scream or anything like that, but it was like a, like, like I couldn't get a word out. I just had sound coming out of my mouth, but right. the basics of it were, like, I think I was trying to say, what the fuck are you doing? But it came out like as an like unintelligible yell. So immediately after I do the yell, you know, the guy, he stands up out of it and he's got a black trash bag in his hand. He looks homeless. Is what he looks like to me. But and so I'm just looking at him yelling. But the whole time I'm yelling, I'm walking toward the car because I know I keep a gun in a in my back seat, you know, the back seat, you can have a, a armrest that lets down. Yeah. So behind that armrest, I, I keep a gun. So I'm like, I need to get to that gun. Because he was already going through the back seat, but I could see the, the console was still up. So I'm like, okay, he didn't have, he didn't get where my gun was. He had gone through the front. He had gone in my damn uh, glove box, fucked all that shit up. Uh, he was trying to go through the back seat, I guess, to find, see if he could find more shit still. So I go in through the back seat and I pull down the armrest. I grab the gun. At that point, he realizes what I'm doing. He's like, ah, oh man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whatever, whatever. So he backs up. I shoot once at him. Oh, uh, and that makes him run. And then he runs. Uh, after this part, I'm going to say, um, uh, I'm going to put this. This is the entertainment podcast. We're just here to entertain you. So if anybody listening to this thinks this is something that can be used against me, then uh, it cannot. All right. So at, at that point, you know, I'm the guy with the gun. He's broken into my shit. I'm pissed because, you know, I, I don't have a brand new car, but it's my fucking car. Like, yeah, you just, you just fucked up my shit. It's mine. You violated my space. I'm angry. So now I'm chasing. So I'm running, he's running. Uh, he goes, you know, of course it's a building, it's a square building, kind of big. So he turns the first corner, I follow him around the first corner. I was pitch black back there behind the building, ain't shit behind it. Um, but then if you keep going, if you don't keep going around the building, you go the opposite way, then you can go toward like the highway and kind of run toward, uh, you know, other shit, kind of running away from the building. So he makes the first turn, I'm still running. Uh, we make the second turn, and at that point, you know, I, I've been running a good distance. I'm kind of tired, and so I shoot two more times in the direction, and one of them hit him because he stopped. 
at that point, I'm like, cool, I ain't got to run no more. So I just walk and I'm walking toward him. And at that point, you know, I'm not a, I, I, I don't believe people should uh, just walk around being violent for no reason, kill people for no reason. Right. But there is something powerful about holding a gun and being the one in control. Not saying it's something that I'm proud of, but I can I can see how things can get out of hand if you have a gun in your hand and you're dealing with somebody who you're looking at as your enemy. Right. Because of something they did. Like I, I can definitely see how those situations happen. I preach peace, but I can see how stuff happens. Like I I'll never act like I don't understand the other side. <laughs> like I I get it. Yeah, when you're telling that whole story, um, I mean, me trying to put myself in that position, you know, of all that shit. Uh, you know, like I said, like when I first saw someone like in my house or in my car, I'd be super pissed. And if I had access to a gun, there's no doubt in my mind that in that moment of anger, even if like they're running away, not a threat, whatever, it's like, fuck you, you cashed your check for this moment and fuck you because you pissed me off. Like, I completely understand that feeling. And I think I'd maybe be the same way. Like, the reason I don't own a gun is because I think I would use it. And I like, I've been pretty honest in the past. Like I've been like kind of, you know, suicidal and shit in the past. I don't want a gun. Cause I think I, you know, I, I just think I get emotional in moments and I am so cool, calm and collected, but in those like little five second bursts, I get super fucking pissed or whatever. Um, and any, with a gun, anything can happen in those five seconds. That's kind of my thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it only takes a second with one of those. Now, but, uh, I also think everyone should have the right to own one. I don't want to take guns from anybody. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't think they're for me. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just think, I just think people shouldn't just fuck with people for no reason with them. Like, it's you know, once, once somebody crosses the line with you, like it's you know, they're kind of taking that risk. Like, especially when you fuck with strangers, like I'll fuck with people for no reason that I don't know just for that fact. Like, I don't know what they'll do. They don't know what I'll do. You shouldn't fuck with me. I shouldn't fuck with you. Like, that's how we should keep it. Right. I mean, that's why I vote libertarian because I I believe that now. I, most people don't. Um, no, everybody believes they should have some kind of say in somebody else's whatever. Right. Like right yeah. now, to briefly touch on politics, like right now in the world, we have one side of the aisle, uh, politically speaking, saying that the government has the right to tell you you have to get a vaccine and mandate it. And the other yeah. side is telling you that the government has the right to tell you you have to get an abortion and mandate it. And they're arguing like full force both sides without seeing the fucking irony in it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me. If neither side will see, and even if they see it, they won't acknowledge it. Right. Like they'll, they, they see exactly what you're saying, but they will never acknowledge it because it doesn't suit their side. Yeah. Right. Politics in general. It's, it's fucking frustrating. Like, uh, me and, and the homie CJ, since we're getting into white rappers, it's a perfect segue. Um, you know, me and him do some DMs and sometimes like there's this narrative online and maybe I'll get crucified by people um, where it's like certain white rappers want to go online and be like, I just want to say thank you to the black community because y'all invented hip hop and, and I'm a guest in hip hop and we all owe it to you and and y'all just kick me out whenever you want or whatever. I don't know. They gave out some fucking messages right now. I'm not saying their heart's not in the right place. I'm sure it is. But it to me seems like virtual signaling because they want some black people on the Internet to think they're cool and give them some likes. That's personally how I view it. Now, the way I explain it to CJ, cause CJ gets in fucking arguments with these people with like some guy today was like, I don't think that we need to get hung up on that. Let's just make good music. And I kind of agree with that. 
And CJ did agree with that as well. And this guy was like, well, that's because you're racist. And you it, because you don't acknowledge it, that makes you racist. And then CJ was like, I think intent has should have something to do with it. And then this guy's like, intent has nothing to do with racism. And then I think it's crazy. We're calling shit racist over people making music of a genre that you also like another culture made. I don't see how that's racist. You know, I, I think words have no meaning these days. Um, but it's fucking weird, man. It's a weird time to be a white rapper. I agree. And I, I'm not a, as a music maker, I've never taken, and I, I mean, uh, you know, somebody will probably hear this and be like, oh, you're not a real whatever. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I've never taken the, the idea of hip hop that serious where I'm like, no, nah, you can only be this or it can only be that. Like, I enjoy rapping. I enjoy making music. If I have to do it a certain way for it to fit into the label of hip hop, then I won't do hip hop. I don't do hip hop now. I'd rather not do the thing and have to fit into some box of, well, it's gotta be this and you gotta you gotta do this and you have to not do this and only this can do this. Like it'll never be that serious for me. Right. I agree. I I've I've tried to get to where I just call myself a rapper. I mean, maybe that implies hip hop or whatever, but because people have been like, no, hip hop's a culture and hip hop's of whatever. I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. I've been listening to shit forever. Like, I fucking watched every episode of Hip Hop Evolution multiple times because I'm in love with that shit. I- I'm aware of the history of hip hop, you know, like, and the way I explained it to CJ uh, today, this is the way we kind of end our conversation. I don't have to get too much in our fucking DMs. But I-, I said, I think most of the time, uh, these white rappers you see on Twitter doing all the virtual signaling and stuff, they don't actually have black friends or minority friends you know so like to them they do think it whatever it is is helpful but like you know to me it means more that skinny can come sit at my table and feel completely comfortable and knows i'm never gonna judge him or treat him differently because of his skin color like like that means more to me than me going on fucking twitter and tweeting some shit you know i don't know like or like my best friend's fucking native and i make more fucking native jokes than anything because he's my best friend you know like you don't do this shit because I just think these people live in this fucking world of the only white people. They're the ones doing on the internet's making a big fuss, if you will. Yeah. And things on the internet always appear louder than they actually are within real life. Right. Like, that's, that's one thing about like, why take any of it too serious. Too much to heart. Like I, I won't lie and say I never have. Like I, I used to like really be like, what, oh, like, what is up with this? And why would they say that? Da, 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 da. But it, so I was like, ah, none of this stuff is like real the matrix. Like, right. I mean, let me take my fucking red pit out of here for a little while right. <laughs> and not look at this because it's the matrix. Yeah. I, I think it, it just sucks. And again, only talking to us about white rappers is our fucking topic we're about to talk about. Uh, is because like you can't say any, if someone calls you a racist, what are you going to say? You know, like, I understand you've never been in that position because. You would just be like, well, I'm black or whatever, you know, but but as a white person, if someone calls you a racist, you you can't defend yourself or you just look like a racist. And if you go with it, then you're just admitting you're racist. So, like, there is this, like, danger zone for white people on the Internet that, like, they just don't want to be called a racist, you know, or else their whole future rap career is over or whatever. Um, so just weird, just weird shit. Um, and then the one thing else I want to connect it to, because I mentioned hip hop evolution earlier, is it reminds me very much of. uh when new and you were born in New York, if I remember correctly, um, before you moved down south, 
uh, but when Outcast was like winning the hip hop, new hip hop award, you know, artist that was in the middle of the fucking East Coast, West Coast beef, uh, people from New York didn't think any other hip hop music was hip hop. You know, yep. if, it, if it wasn't made in New York, they were like, that's not hip hop. You're making party music in the Miami and you're making uh, dance music down in New Orleans and you're making, you know, something else in the West Coast. Like they, they refuse to call it hip hop. So to me, it's just the same thing now of uh, people being like, oh, no, white people can't make hip hop because it's some way. It's just like, all right, you can call it whatever you want. But I mean, people know. I don't know. <laughs> Man, hip hop isn't owned by anybody except the capitalists who are making the money off it. Right. Once like, that shit people, was people can believe that it's it's owned by a certain culture. They can believe that if they want, and they probably really do believe it. It probably makes them feel better. But if you think anybody other than some rich white guy owns it, you're wrong. Like I'm sorry. Like it, it hadn't it hadn't belonged to the the underground or the originators in a very long time. Right. Like they decide what goes, they decide what stays, they decide what's gonna be cool, what's not gonna be cool. And they just they let you think that it's the culture deciding it, but it's not. All that stuff is decided behind closed doors in a room. And if you're a part of it, you're part of it. If you're not, you're not. And uh, at the end of the day, man, if you just make music, you rapping, you rapping. If you singing, you singing. If you got to label it something, go for it. But you really don't have to label it anything. Right. I agree. Well, and there's all these arguments over like. Things are invented stuff, but like poetry, I think it was like to every culture has people that said some sort of artistic word, you know, shit. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I think people have been doing this shit forever, <laughs> like in some form or fashion. So there has to be a reason we all want to do it. Yeah, it, it would be too easy to just all make cool shit and just not try to. Every, there's always got to be a divisiveness with everything that's created. Like, that's just the way the world is. Like, it's not a way I ever want to be or want to be around, but I accepted that, you know, everything in this world is made <laughs> to somehow have sides and divisiveness. Yeah. Even shit that we all should love, like somehow we find a way to <laughs> divide by it. It reminds me of, uh, I know I used to mention all the time, but I haven't in a while, is the Revisionist History Podcast. Everyone should go listen to it. It's great. And there's one episode where they talk about Miles Davis. I didn't really know much about Miles Davis, but... He was like the black community turned their back on Miles Davis because they thought he was a race traitor or whatever. But then at the end of the day, he came back around and was like, they all loved him again, you know. But whenever you look at the story, you just see how it's like a political. You know, it was all politics, you know, everything even. So anyway, Miles Davis is a pretty interesting fellow. Uh, we're doing top five favorite white rappers. I'm going to do mainstream rappers and you're going to do underground rappers. You get it. All right. So I'll go ahead and start because it's the first one's the easiest one. Um, Always. That is going to be Eminem. Now, I've mentioned many a times on this uh, podcast my history with Eminem. But in general, uh, Eminem came out. I thought he was all right. You know, I didn't really love him one way or the other. I knew kids that did love him a lot, like to us, to an extent that like they didn't like any other rap music. They only liked Eminem. So for some reason, that always turned me off um, a little bit. And uh then I saw Brad Sirax has hit me up since I last told the story and it helped me clear my memory. There was a show called farmclub.com that came on the USA channel. And that is where I saw Eminem perform the way I am. Um, and then once I seen him perform that, I was like, this dude's fucking awesome. And then so after that, I liked him. Uh, and then at some point of time, 
once he started doing like the superhero outfit um, videos, I just was off of it. You know, I'm not saying it's not good. Just at that time, I was too cool for that shit. I was like, no, I listen to real hip hop music. Jay Z is the best. You know, so I, I haven't always been a huge Eminem fan, but I get that he's great. I've come back around now where I'm like, oh, it's all great. He's an amazing writer. Um, I think he clearly is the number one white rapper. Yeah. If I if I had to do mainstream, he'd, he'd be my one through five. Right. I mean, he's great. <laughs> like, as, far as, what, as far as what I actually like listen to, like not that I've never heard any other ones, but yeah, like he's the only one who if he comes out with something tomorrow, I'll I'll check it out. Right. Whether I love it or not, who knows, but I'll still check it out just because. Yeah, I agree. Like, I probably, if you've done his whole discography, I mean, I probably like about 40% of the songs, you know, nothing against the other ones. They're just not my thing, you know. Um, but I like a lot of Eminem songs. I mean, he's very good. And I think he's a, I like his personality as a person as well. Like, to me, that goes a long way. And if I like a rapper, like, whenever you see him on an interview or something, like, I, there's rappers I don't like because I don't like their personality. And there's rappers I like because I do like their personality. I know that doesn't shouldn't affect it, but it does. And I do think when Eminem's having interviews, when he's like not on drugs, just being normal, I think you under I think I can understand his perspective. I'm like, oh, he seems kind of funny, you know, like, I don't know. He seems like a cool enough dude. Yeah, he, he always seems kind of introverted, too. Right. Like, yeah, he's yeah. not real, like, out there flamboyant. Like, I, I can I get that kind of like he's probably more outgoing around his actual friends and stuff, not just at all times in public kind of thing. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, who are you going to go with as uh, your number one underground for your top I do want to put a disclaimer on this before not we do order, this. If I had to guess. Yeah, there's no order. That's my first disclaimer. The second one is I didn't know background on anybody's race, so I know like I'm going to mix it up and have men and women on here. I don't know for a fact that any of these people are 100% white, so I'm going to say I'm fairly sure they're not black, and so that's what I'm going with. Yes, the non-black. So, if there's anybody who I mentioned who happens to listen to this, I'm in no way to offend if you have any other culture or something else in you. I, I don't know. Right. They, I'm, uh, I'm going the off they use? what I think I know. You, co- you code as white or something. I don't know. They use some terminology these days. My first impression when I looked at you was that you were white. If you're not, I made a mistake. <laughs> but I feel like your music, so maybe that counts for something. All right, there you, there you go. But starting out, I'm going to go with uh, this artist by the name of Jay Burke. Um, actually heard him for the first time on a Caviar Music playlist. Uh, everybody I name is, you know, they're going to be on Spotify. Because um, that's most likely where I heard him at. Right. Um, but he, the, the first song I ever heard of his was a song called Bright Lights. That's still like one of my favorite songs. I think I wrote around all summer uh, in 2019. Like, and I would play that song like every day. Like, it's, I really recommend somebody go through and, and look at that. If you're listening to this and you just want to, you know, hear if he actually is as good as I might say he is. Uh, the album that is on, he did an album called Limitless, and it was a song off of that. I still think he should redrop it as a single. I, you know, I don't know him, know him, but you know, on the internet, I've, you know, kind of shouted him out here and there, and I think I may have even told him that that song needs to be a single. But, um, dope song. The album, I ended up listening to it eventually, and I don't think there's any songs I didn't like on there. Like with any album, especially when you go, I think it's like a close to twenty track album. 
you know, once you get beyond 10 tracks, you're going to have songs you like less than others. But there was nothing on there where I was like, oh, this is just terrible. Um, 14 songs on that album, Limitless. But uh, I've listened to it a couple times. I got a couple favorites on there. Uh, we've playlisted them on the Graveyard playlist. And uh, recently we even did, uh, you know, and people don't notice, we don't necessarily advertise it, but uh, we started doing versus playlists where it's just basically our artists with Graveyard and one other artist are the only ones on the playlist. And it's just Graveyard Entertainment versus whoever. Um, but we got one with him where we put all his music on it. So I've actually listened to his music a few more times lately just because I'll throw that playlist on every now and then just to, you know, hear how it sounds with the back and forth. I like hearing my music and nasty music, like back to back with other people's. Not necessarily compare it, but just to see how it sounds. You know, it doesn't sound completely off or is it like, okay, this is different. And then I'm going back to the other one and I'm going back to this. So anyway, Jay Burke. B-U-R-K-E. Jay Burke. Um, Jay just the letter. All right. My number two I'm going to go with of mainstream white rappers um, is one I'm going with for the culture. I think he did a lot for white, for the white people I identify with, I guess. And that's going to be Paul Wall. White power. White power. Exactly. Uh, Paul Wall, I'll never forget. This is the very beginning of, let's say, LimeWire, maybe. Um you know, it's like right after Napster and Houston raps blowing up. I'm from Southern Oklahoma. So like we, for whatever reason, loved Houston. Like Houston was our hometown rapping for some reason, you know? So like when that Houston shit blew up, like everyone loved it. Like everyone that I still know from high school or college, like they all love Houston music, you know, like that is just their era. And, um, Still, the Still Tipping video or Still Tipping song came out with Slim Thug, Mike Jones and Paul Wall. And that was the first one that was like, me and my friends it was like a big fucking deal that song you know and uh my my friend who was black uh named justin boone at the time uh he loved paul wall and he thought paul wall was black for like a year until finally i downloaded that video it was like watch this dude he's fucking white you know like so like that's how cool paul wall was that everyone thought he was black until they saw him so that's why paul wall gets the number two spot for me and i'm not surprised uh, i remember when that whole houston boom happened like a, a lot of people, like a lot of my friends still were trying to convince me that like Paul Wall was like this next, this next great. Well, no, and he's not I, a great lyrical I'm, rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and see, that's my thing. Like I've always been more into the lyrical than just the, like a song can sound good and I'm cool with that, but I'm a lyrics guy. Like I'm really into like deeper lyrics or learning some shit about the person or whatever, telling the story. And to me, he just did the, you know, the lazy Southern flow bounce. Which is cool. I, I don't deny it. It's got a place, but it, that's just never been for me. Like the leaning on words and kind of slow rap, like that's never done it for me. Um, I will say, but I get why he will be right. I, I will say, I think he's better on collabs, you know, necessarily than his own songs. But like, I think, I mean, he has a collab with Kanye on Drive Slow where he's a mate. I mean, he, he delivers like an all timer on a verse. And uh, I also like because of me loving Houston music. You got all the songs twice. You got them the first time, and then you got a chopped and screwed version. And so you'd yeah. be like, "He sounded cool, chopped and screwed too." You know, like so, like that. That was a weird Houston thing. Like Mike Jones wasn't that good, but he sounded awesome, fucking chopped and screwed. So you're like, "That's pretty dope." Um, but yeah, I and Paul Wall made Grills popular. Like Grills existed oh, yeah. before Paul Wall, but like culturally, he just 
he really did change a lot of things. I just think yeah, for people, that, you know, I think he's a prime example of m- maybe hip hop is a black culture thing and they invent all that, but there's at least a little bit of it that's fucking Paul Wall. All right. Like Paul Wall is ingrained in hip hop culture. Love it. Or yeah, hate it. He was the grill man for, for the longest. He was the guy. I think he still is. I think he like went and got some yeah. fucking dental degree and they does grills even now. Yeah, I think he like yeah he took it and like made it into like a like a big business thing. Right. Like it went from just a you know something people did to like now nah, I'm gonna be the Jacob the jeweler of this shit. Now I will say, um, Chameleon Air was my favorite Houston rapper, and him and Paul Wall started off very good friends, and then they had like a little beef. So I just put this here because for me and my favorite list, you know, Paul Wall was a big deal. But a lot of people are gonna be pissed about a lot of rappers that aren't number two right now and they aren't gonna be on my <laughs> list at all so we'll get to them eventually you know in a little honorable mention uh but oh, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah, list no. you know just like your list is on every fucking underground rapper it's just the ones you like and know. Oh, and i think i mentioned to you this and it might have been a message or something but like when you first told me this was gonna be the topic like i realized like i'm surrounded by white rappers like i realized how many like until like you said this is gonna be a topic and i was like oh shit, i can name 20. Like, i didn't know that i didn't know i could name that many yeah i could barely name as far as underground uh like it's crazy yeah and like i almost named my album like i see white rappers yeah i mean i'd say all your features are just white rappers yeah yeah it, it was close it was very close between that and garage rap <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so who's your all number two all right, number two for me, I'm going to go to a female, uh, and this, this wasn't even close. Like She's the dopest uh, white female rapper I, I think I've ever heard, and I, I don't think I'll ever change my mind on that. But she's online uh, as Chels, the real Chels, C-H-E-L-Z-Z, uh, and she's dope rapper, dope singer. Uh, I'm not even a production guy, but her production is great on all her songs. Uh, her videos are great. Like. She definitely fits that, not in a cliche way, but the uh, she fits that why haven't you been signed category. You know, like you hear certain people and you're like, why are you not mainstream? Like, why has everybody not heard of you? Like she she fits into that category for me. Right. Um, but I've, I've never heard a song of her that I didn't like. Yeah, she definitely uh, is very professional, you know, has like music videos and, and cool gear and um yeah, she does present as if she is uh, signed or close to it. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, she gives off that aura. I like it. But yeah, definitely somebody I listen to a lot. I think she's only had one full album. She just drops a bunch of singles. Um, but they say you know, that's the move. That's not necessary. Like you don't have to have an album. But I'm an album guy, so when you have an album, I'm probably gonna listen to that more than I listen to your singles. Right. I'm the same way. Like uh, fan wise, like that's that's the kind of fan I am. Well, to me, it's more of a for it's like my my single drops today. I mean, how many times can you listen to my one single? You know, before you're like, yeah, right, I'm like, done with it. You're amongst other stuff. Yeah, you'll but, play it more than if you're just here. Like, you, yeah, you're not gonna hear that. Want to hear that one song over and over necessarily? Right, but you might listen not to all day long. album all day long. You know so. exactly because it's you know it's giving you that variety. So I'm always gonna be an album fan. But uh, yeah, she got an album. I think it's called Somewhere in Miami. It had like the uh, GTA Vice City type of uh, graphics on it. Uh, and it was dope. Like I said, I liked every song. I think every song on there, or at least the majority of them, started as a single. 
Um, so she definitely does that industry thing where you push a single for a couple months, push another one, push another one, and you put them all on the album and it blows the album up. Um, I'm a fan of that. Like, I know some people don't like it or don't get it, but it's a good way to, you know, get yourself seen and get more get more people hearing your shit because you're putting it out multiple times. Like, I'll never have a problem putting shit out more than once. Right. Uh, my problem is normally I want to remix everything. And then I'm like, well, no, oh, it's not technically the same. So can I re-put up as the same or should I name it something? Like, anyway. My Man, uh, that's why you call it the extended version or the XL or the... Right. The whatever mix. Oh man, we got so much shit coming out for nasty like that. Like, yeah, next year is going to be a lot of repackaged stuff <laughs> that we're just putting back in people's faces. Right. Well, Good hey, times. Whatever works. Um. All right, my number three, and this is probably going to be my most uh controversial Uh-oh. uh pick here, but it's only <laughs> because it's a new rapper. Uh. You know, I would say he's blown up in the last couple of years. If if you've called him blown up yet, I mean, I'm calling, I'm picking mainstream, so I hope people would say he has. Um, but he goes by the name of uh, Cal Scrubby, I believe is how you pronounce it, C A L S C R U B Y. And since we first, me and you talked about we're going to do this, I've been really taking this seriously on the white rappers. And through that research, I have continually just kept listening to his albums. He has two albums that I I like both of them. The newer one I like a little more, of course, and um. I've listened to him over the last year uh, plus just a little bit, but I hadn't really like dove in and listened to like all of his songs. But like within the last couple of weeks, I've listened to every song he's ever did and like over half of them I like. And I'm like, honestly, he just has got to be on your list. Yeah. Like, and he has dope bars and he has a lot of punchlines that are really similar to some punchlines I've said that I didn't, you know, know until afterwards. And I'm like, it's got to be, I have, you know, it's a great minds think alike scenario. You know, I'm sure he didn't steal them and I'm sure I didn't steal from him, but you know, uh, he is very, very good. And that's what, like, I just think he's very good. Like, there's very few rappers. Um, not maybe very few, but yeah, like, sometimes you just hear a rapper and you're like, God damn it. I mean, they're just great. You know, like, there ain't nothing you can say about it. Um, so anyway, I really fucking like Cal Scrubby. And I'm going to like him, you know, for however much longer moving forward. Since he's still kind of new, that's exciting. You know, how often do you find a new rapper you like? Yeah, very often. especially the older you get. <laughs> right. It's not going to happen. Right. Like, no, yeah, that's, that's one of the funny things that, I got it's a slight sidebar, but like when it not even just with music, but just with everything in life. Like I'm so happy that I'm like self-aware of like getting older, but still how I was when I was younger. Like I hate the type of people to get older and act like they've forgotten everything about when they were younger. Right. And like all like I'm like, no, I, I get it. Like the, the I'm the old person that I was like, how could you not like Tupac? Like of course they didn't like them. Like they already had people they like when they were my age, you know, before me, like, right. why would they like somebody new? Like, and I get it now. I'm like, it's not that this person necessarily bad, but I don't have room in my mind for them. I don't have room in my musical fandom for them. Or even with like, you know, certain movies, TV, whatever, you know, you can, you can relate it to a lot of shit, but you know, it's after a certain age, you're like, I just don't have room for anybody new. Right. Well, it's kind of like, um, I thought I got talked about this podcast before with someone, uh, be no, like to me, hip hop isn't political because when I grew up, public enemy was done. Tupac was, uh, you know, he died when I was fairly young. And even to me, Tupac was kind of, uh, corny. I'm not gonna say it was corny. Cause I think Tupac, a lot of Tupac songs are great, but all the ones that were about heavy, deep shit to young little me, I didn't care. 
You know, I was like, where's yeah. the fucking party music or whatever, you know? And like Nelly was like the biggest fucking deal when I was a kid. So like to me, like hip hop wasn't political. And so I think people my age would say that as well. But then there's people older that are like, no, no, don't y'all know what this is really about? And it's like, well, that's a thing. It's not one thing for everybody. Yeah. And that's, I said, we, we talking about music, but you can apply that to so much. <laughs> like for sure. Everything is not the same thing to everybody. Um, real quick, right. I'm going to shout out that um, the song I've listened to a lot lately is called Money by Drugs by Cal Scrubby. So that's the jam Cal at Scrubby. the moment. Uh, I'll check it out. Money by Drugs. There you go. And uh, so as you could tell, kind of rapper he is. Um, all right. Who's your uh, number three on your white rapper list? Number three, I'm going with somebody we both know. Uh, it's your boy H2 of Flatline of Music. Yeah. Uh, ran into his music. I actually think I heard him for the first time on Reverb Nation. Uh, that was back when I was actually like trying to do shit on Reverb Nation and posting songs and you I know, just, listening to people shit on there. Since we're like, Reverb Nation, ago. I got to say, because I've had multiple people on the internet be like, no, man, it is legit. I'm telling y'all, like everything I've researched, it's all robots. Every time they tell you you're number one, it's it's all fake, just like the number one music side. People brag about that shit too, and they'll show you people will screenshot those messages from those sites. Those are all robot people. So anyway, just so everyone knows, don't get your hopes up about these fucking websites. Nah, there's there's nothing to get excited about uh, digital. Like, and if, if it's not showing up as financial gain, I don't believe in it. Right. <laughs> like when I when I see it in the form of money, then I'll believe in it. But yeah, all that. Yeah, that number one shit that was on there, like, yeah, I, I used to, I used to fall for that shit. I used to like, yeah, you oh, I got to get people to play it on here. I, I got to be number one in my city, and oh man, where am I at in the nation? And then after a while, you're like, God damn it, but none of this. Is Honestly, real. here, here it is, and we'll get right back to the list. Is that if if these are real fans, they will go to streaming sites or YouTube or wherever and find your music. Just like you would if you want to hear the new Drake song or whatever. You know, but they're not going to be like, upload your music to this random fucking website that no one knows. We need to hear it here. And it's like, no, that's not how music fans work. So At all. Anyway, what not you really think about it. Uh, but yes, uh, hboyh2.com uh, you know, the homie of the podcast. And I say this as somebody who like I've listened to his stuff like I said it started out as a networking thing he he was kind of him and his uh, flat line of music it, it reminded me of you know Nasty and Gregor Entertainment so it started out as kind of a networking thing and then started listening to some of their stuff and it had a darker edge to it so that kind of lent on to it too it's like okay we you know it's rap but it's not you know, if you went to somebody who considered themselves a, a hip hop expert, they wouldn't say that this is traditional hip hop. Right. I think so, it's rap, not you know, hip hop. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. The so I, I definitely I, I gravitate toward that. And I'll say this about them, too. Uh, like I said, and, and I when I anytime I speak on anything to do with production, it's not because I'm any type of expert. You can listen to the shit I've done myself and know that. But I can hear the difference in the first song I ever heard of his to now. And like, like he stepped his shit up a lot, and yeah. he doesn't release a lot of his newer shit on you know the traditional streaming sites. So I won't play it as much as you know some of the older stuff. Because a lot of the music I listen to is you know it's playlist driven. I'm listening to some Spotify playlist or another, but um you know he releases new shit on like Audio Mac, and he's got 
other sites that he uses. He just, he didn't fuck streaming sites like that. And I'll listen to him and I like him, but I'm like, damn it, man. I, w- I wish you had this on Spotify kind yeah. of thing. And he's friend the podcast. He's calling in actually, I think next week. So, uh, not, you know, we're cool regardless. Uh, but I would say like the only thing I'm against him is I wish he'd done more shit on streaming sites. Like I would, uh, I would lend him some more beats and he could put those on streaming sites and get me a person. Like that's the goal, right? Like, so me selfishly, I'm like, bro, put your shit on the streaming side. Let me give you beats. Give me a percentage. And let's put some shit up, you know, but like, yeah, if he is against it. Um, and so it is harder to go to because, again, I'm not going to go to a random website to listen to one artist music. I'm just not going to do that because I'm old. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, it is what it is. I like guess you go where you're used to going. Like when I was, you know, 17 on the Internet. Sure. You know, if there was a website you had to go to get some artist like you would do that shit. But I'm old. No age of streaming when everything's at this one place. I think you got to be there if you can, you know. Um, and also, when you don't own beats, I think a lot of people uh, get iffy, you know, about doing it because someone could take your stuff down or whatever. So I understand there's other issues sometimes. Um, but uh, that's my only advice to Itch Boy H2 is put some shit on streaming sites. He sounds good, uh, like you were saying. And I I go into dispensaries all the time where, like, these people working in the dispensary are playing music that sounds just like his music. You know, so like I do think he there is a a niche there, you know, for that that type of music. So yeah, he he fits into a genre that's <clears throat> it's not quite all the way on the hardcore side, but it's definitely not on the you know quote unquote definitely not right now hip hop side, but even like the old school hip hop side, he's somewhere in the middle of that where it's like a darker rap type shit. But I think he you know he definitely got a niche and in a place, you know, I, I could see him on tour with like a strange music. Like, I, I wouldn't think that was out of the ordinary. He was like, he got an offer to be, you know, on tour with Tech Nine or some shit. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's lying. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I can see it. Right. It ain't, out of, you know, it ain't out of the ordinary, but, you know, he's dope. He's put out a lot of music. Uh, he's steadily putting it out. Like I said, it's, he just doesn't do the streaming sites. I ain't mad at him for it, but I would definitely be appreciative if he did put more stuff on the streaming sites. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. My number four, uh, another one, semi-controversial because he's white, but he's also Jewish. And I know there are white Jews. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Lil Dicky. Uh, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the racist black guy, man. Jewish people are white to me. Maybe you, they shouldn't be. If well, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, and not in a derogatory mean way or anything. It's just like when you said that, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, white rapper then." But yeah, I, that's, if I was Jewish, I might feel differently. So right. I, I get that too. I, well, I mean, I think if you're Jewish in uh, like in an Eastern European country, you're treated very Jewish. I think if you're Jewish in like America and you identify as white and everyone treats you white your whole life, you're probably similar enough. Yeah, like, I don't know. Again, I don't know all these race rules, um, but to me, I saw Little Dicky as a white rapper when I first saw him. You know. And now I've watched all of his TV show. I know he's Jewish. I'm fully aware of it. Um, but I, I just, we're going to, and we're having the race draft white people or we're drafting a little dicky, you know, um, uh, draft it over. white power. <laughs> there's hate in your heart. Let it out. <laughs> oh man. So little dicky would be That's much, only funny to me, but hey, <laughs> uh, little dicky would be much higher up on my list. Honestly, he probably would be number two. If he put out more music, he just does not put out enough music in my opinion. Uh, he does like, 
TV and a lot of side shit though, right? Like he, he, he pretty much moved beyond music. Yeah, that's or, the thing. He used to just do music and now I get he has a TV show. One of the most disappointing things to me this year was the fact that the day his the last episode came out for his TV show this year, that there wasn't an album ready on all the streaming sites. Like he literally is releasing an album on the show. They play all these songs throughout the season and half of them are like really fucking good. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till this shit comes out. They end this show, this season two, with him and his best friend making a fucking hit, you know? And now they're going to go on tour playing this hit and I can't fucking find it anywhere on the internet to play. Or at least not on like Spotify or whatever. And I'm like, to me, they really fucking missed that, this opportunity. You missed the boat on that one. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, if he would have kept up way he was going before his show, um, I, I mean, he would be much higher. Like I just pillow talking is maybe my all time favorite music video. Like pillow talking is, I mean, it's everything I could want in, in a rap song. It's like a 10 minute song. First off, uh, the beats very simple, but very good. And, uh, it, it's like, he's had sex with a girl and now they're talking, but it's like all it's a, so it's a conversational rap thing, but he's like kind of arguing. So He's like, she's a vegetarian, but she has a leather purse. So he brings that up. You know, I don't know. You just have to listen to it if you haven't seen it. And they, it's like the 48th most expensive music video ever made because they spent a stupid amount of money on special effects. And if you watch it, you'll be like, holy fuck. Um, but it's, it's so good. It's like, I know that's just one video, but that one video alone puts him at my number four, I would say. And then also, of course, he has great freestyles. You know, that's what we haven't really brought up yet on any of this. But um, I do think for some reason, I don't know if white rappers are expected more to freestyle, but there seems to be some sort of pressure there. Maybe because Eminem was so good at it. Um, but, you know, yeah. Lil Dicky delivers um, at the freestyle moments. And I know they're probably not real freestyles. I'm sure he rehearsed them, but regardless, they're very good. Um, so I'm a big fan. Yeah, I've heard you mention him before, and I can't blame you. He sounds cool. Yeah, uh, he is a cool, cool guy. All right. Uh, who is your number four underground white rapper? All right. Number four. Uh, and I really don't want to offend her, and I hope this doesn't offend her if I'm wrong. But once again, I got to say my disclaimer: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look into parental backgrounds. I, I, I don't know, I don't. Uh, but I'm fairly sure you're not black, and I love your music. Uh, so you made the list. I'm going with Jalen uh, on Twitter. She doesn't go by Jalen. I think she goes by I'm Just a Girl. <laughs> Um, and I and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've had her. I think everybody I've mentioned so far I've had on yeah. one of our underground lists. But um, like she's somebody who she'd be in you know my female rapper list. Uh, like I said, I've got her in the white rapper list, whether that's right or wrong. Um, and even just if I had to, you know, really do just a dope rapper list, like as far as the underground, she probably make she make my top ten at least probably. I mean, she doesn't even have many songs, but each song she's done, like for me, had like none of them have missed. I guess uh, I like her style, like her flow that she does. It's a, um, I don't want to call it simple. It's a slow down. It's real um, intentional. Right. Like she's got a real focused, intentional type flow. It's not, you know, a, a lot of times, especially nowadays, like what the top ten female rappers are. Better, 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 like it's not are they really saying anything? Right. Like she actually, you know, she actually speaks on shit and talks about her life and stuff like that. So I fuck with stuff like that. So she definitely makes the list. Uh, once again, these aren't in any particular order, but I, I do listen to her music. 
maybe not daily, but at least a couple times a week. I'll have to throw in some throw on some of her stuff because none of it's too hard hitting either. So you can play it late at night or early in the morning and it doesn't feel like it's too much, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I'm not real familiar with their music. Now, her and then some other people you've mentioned here, the only thing negative I can say about them is they've never they sent, sent music, music to the podcast. Yep. And so I I like I I would never call them out for it just because I, I wouldn't, you know, it's not my place, but I thank it a lot. Like, it's a lot of people I listen to where I'm like, why the fuck don't y'all see any music? Right. But anyway. and, and not against this specific person, Jalen, here. Um, no, no, but, no. It's, trust yeah. me, she's she's in the company of a lot of right. people that I listen to. Well, who many, I know for a fact I've shared the podcast with. And I'm like, why the fuck don't y'all send any music? Like, y'all want people to hear y'all shit. Oh, there's like, many why rappers not or producers that have, like, all these mutuals that I have. And, like, they won't add me. But then again, I won't add them either. You know, because I'm introverted and shy. And maybe they're the same or like, you know, maybe someone's just trying not to reach out. And I don't reach out either. So I do understand it leads to some scenarios where I just miss out on some people that aren't like that. But any of them, if they happen to hear this, they should send us music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just send the music and like get it played. It's not, you know, we're not guaranteed some kind of big star search type deal, but it's a chance to get heard by a couple more people. Get some, you know, cool comments on it be on an entertaining podcast like and it's free yeah and there's like, at least five people always looking to pay for some shit like why not do some shit that's free and cool that's how that's how we first started submitting shit like we literally just came across a tweet randomly because we were looking for tweets with submission in it like that's how we found a podcast with Mo. there you like, go and we went for it and at first and, i didn't even want to like y'all because no and it, we had hey other not saying the feeling was mutual, but the feeling was kind of mutual. It was like, yeah, I don't know. Is it worth sending it in? <laughs> Do we really want to keep doing this? I, th- and I then think it, I mentioned it. became it cooler and cooler. On the first one y'all sent, I said like, before y'all, we had had this stuff where labels would send in stuff for their artists, and it was always oh, yeah. like fake bullshit. I was like, I don't, and I was done dealing with anyone who wasn't the actual artist. I was like, yep, I remember that. But then y'all I seemed fine. I was it. like, I'll take one, I guess. We'll see. So anyway, eventually y'all made it through. Um, so anyway, be persistent. That's what we're getting at, people. Yeah, through this yeah, hard exterior shell to the soft, gooey center. Um, all exactly. right. My number five, maybe another little controversial one, because the people that know me know what they think this would be, since I hadn't mentioned this white rapper yet, and I defend them all the time on this podcast. But something Uh-oh. happened this week. They had an album Boy. come out the same day as Certified uh, Lover Boy, whatever Drake's one's called. Uh, so anyway, what I'm going to just allude to, I'm just going to say it. Asher Roth should be my number five because throughout my whole life, I've loved on my whole life. But since Asher Roth came out, I've kind of caped up for Asher Roth. Since because, I was born. Yeah, uh, because I liked uh, I didn't like I of college necessarily, but he had these mixtapes, the greenhouse effect and then the greenhouse effect volume two. And I thought they were really good. And he had some other projects like Paps and Jazz and some other shit where I was like, he's doing this classic boom bap fucking rap and it's really good. And I would just tell people like, y'all are wrong. He's really good. But then Greenhouse Effect Volume 3 came out. And again, I said I've been researching all of this very thoroughly the last month or so. And so I kind of went back to our list and I was like, you know what? I don't think he would make my top five. Like, I like him. You know, it's one of those I like his personality. He seems cool. I'd love to smoke a joint with him. I don't think uh, he would actually be in my top five. So therefore, my number five is going to be LP, who is a member of Run the Jewels. So people might know him from that. But he has a yep. 
uh, rapper producer. He makes all the beats for Run the Jewels. And then he's also a you know, rapper on all the songs with uh, Killer Mike. And I love Run the Jewels. I mean, they're one of the most, I think, underrated things. You know, that people my age, I think, would just love them if they gave them a chance. And uh, anyway, big fan of LP. He's definitely that old school, came up with like Talib Kweli in the fucking parks rapping, you know, top style. And uh, anyway, I also have a soft spot for rapper producers. So that's how he made my number five. Um, so shout out LP. Oh, and I got to say, I did expect, I expected uh, LP to be an honorable mention. I wasn't expecting him to make the five, but not surprised that he made the list period. Right. I think we've definitely spoken about him before. So yeah. that definitely makes sense. And so people that don't know also, it's EL-P. So not like the letter L. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, if you have never listened to Run the Jewels, just go listen to Run the Jewels. I personally think Blockbuster Not Part 2 is the best song um, of theirs. But I know there's like newer songs that people probably like more. But like that's just the first song I heard of theirs. And I was like, holy fuck, I love this. You know, you always remember your first. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Who is your number five? All right. Number five. It's always a hard one because. You know, you know you're going to have honorable mentions, but you like you want to get people in who you know you really do listen to. Uh, first, I'm going to name I'm going to name the reasons that I that aren't the reason I listen to it because I I know people, you know they're going to assume that I don't really listen to this person and it's because of other things. It's not because he has a podcast. It's not because he's producing my album. Uh, it's not because we're talking right now. It's not because he had a song that came out today. But I actually do fuck with A to the Mo. Uh, I've listened to. You know, he took down his first couple of uh, project albums. I listened to those. I think I mentioned before, I wasn't as big a fan of those as later work. Uh, after Internet Friends 1, everything after that, I've been a fan of. Um, the earlier stuff just wasn't for me, or it just didn't click at the time. I think going back, I actually did like the earlier stuff. Um, I, it just was different from, it's that, it's that thing like what we talked about, like liking a new rapper is kind of new. Or kind of rare, right? Like you, you get to a certain age, and it's like, well, we're liking a new sound. I'm not even gonna say a new rapper. Like it's a new sound. Like when you hear a sound that doesn't already sound like what you already like, it's rare that you actually like really get into it. Because you, I think, you know, after a while, your ears are just used to certain shit, certain cadences, certain styles, whatever. But uh, initially, you know, I, I didn't think it was for me. Um, but as I listen more and more. Like I said, now I'm I'm a genuine fan. Um, I was excited to hear the single when it came out today. Love what you did with that. It was different from your normal rap shit, but it was still you. It's not like you sound like a totally different person. Um, the way you were describing new sounds and new stuff you're doing, I was like, man, is he going to sound like somebody else completely? It's still going to sound like him, but it's still you. It's just you, you know, it's you, but doing some different shit. Right. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I mean, I appreciate it and all that, of course. And I do think my earlier stuff that you would have heard, uh, I mean, it wasn't great. I mean, that's there's a reason I've taken some stuff down. Uh, but I was a new producer, you know, and so like and even now, like I have a few years of experience. and I think I do make some good beats, but I'm not capable of being like, I have a vision in my head. and Here's the song and I'm going to make, you know, like I can't do that. So uh, I do think some of my earlier stuff was very much like I had these lyrics and then I made this beat and I'm going to throw them together to make a song. But I don't think I had quite the ability I have now to where like, you know, the, the song you heard today, the this day I made that beat, I was like, well, that I'm making a song to that. You know, like there was no question. I was like, I just knew it. 
you know, and so like it's just different now that I'm kind of further into it. And then I think, uh, you know, growing into my own style with my production as well, you know, like production and rapping together. Like it's a kind of a weird thing, um, but I like it. I mean, I think I'm I mean, I don't know if it's going well, but I think fuck it. You know, I'm doing a good job for me. And you're turning to the fucking chef that grows his own vegetables and raises his own fucking animals to kill. Like you can only get better when you're making your own shit. Like, and you'll be better in a different way than somebody who has to go out and buy the shit, you know? Not that that person won't be good at cooking and make a good meal, but it's different, you know? You're you're growing your own shit and you're cooking it. It's different. Right. Well, and and, and I know you actually do listen, so that's cool. Like, there's a reason I didn't send you my album early, because I was like, well, you might want to listen to it, like, when it's it's streaming services. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't have. Even if you sent it, I wouldn't have listened to it. I did the same thing with... uh, Forgot one. Oh, I think he sent me in advance, and I was like, "Nah, I'll, I'll wait till it comes out." Because right. I know I'm actually play it. Uh, I'll play it in this environment. Right, and so like you know, I know you put me on a lot of playlists and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, I mean, I don't know why you're putting me on these fucking playlists. But then again, if I didn't know you at all, and then you were like just some guy who has put me on playlists, I mean, what would I do? You know, I'd be like, "Oh, cool, I have a fucking fan that that likes my music." So like, am I supposed to be different just because I know you and you're a fan of the music? You know, so like. I think a lot of people think they are. Like, I think a lot of people be happier if they they're happier when they don't know who's listening. If they know who's listening, somehow that freaks them out. Right. Like, I don't. I don't get it. You know, to me, I'm like, I appreciate anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. Like, everybody wants to be famous, but they don't really show the aptitude <laughs> right. to be in that position. It's like, okay, but if you were where you think you're gonna be. Would you really like with some of the things that bother you really still bother you? Because if so, you're probably never gonna make it there. Like that's just kind of the reality of it. I'm like sure. I genuinely hope everybody makes it, right. you know, somewhere to where they want to be. But sometimes I see like people's attitudes towards the things they face now, and I'm like, fuck, man, you you have no idea. Right. Like we we hadn't even made it to a upper level point, but we we've been to points where we're like, oh, this is some bullshit. And I'm like, y'all, y'all haven't even experienced some of the stuff, and y'all are already fucking up and freaking out. It's like, you got to get a better hold of this shit. Right. I mean, I think it's fun. I mean, this is probably like a little off tangent here, but we're talking about me, so I guess kind of all connects. Yeah. Uh, Why not? People get so hung up on like they're creating this, like they want to pretend they're famous and like something's really happening, and they kind of put themselves in that mode, but then they quickly take themselves out of that to bitch or complain about some shit, you know, where it's like, well, if you're going to do the pretending, like pretend you're Kanye when he probably doesn't care about these minute fans on the internet doing whatever, you know, I don't know. Like people just concern themselves with shit there. I'm like, how does this even like, why are you worrying yourself about this? I don't know. And maybe we're just adults, you know, and the people we're seeing are younger and I'm just like judging them because I'm an old man hater. I think it's a numbers thing too. I think if, Somehow it's, it makes it okay for them if a million people hate it, but two million people love it versus one person hating it and two people loving it. Like they don't see that as the same ratio. To me, that's the same thing. I'm like, oh shit. All right, cool. Two to one. <laughs> like that works. Right. But it's got to be on a bigger scale for them. Like even like with successes and failures, like when I released this album, but I know it's going to go on every graveyard place. 
I know it's going to get submitted to play weekly. I know that. But even if it didn't, and I had 10 people listen who I know I got one of those 10, it'd be like, oh, shit. 10 people listen. Not uh, only 10 people listen. Fail. Like, I don't know. If, maybe I've been doing this shit so long that like certain things just feel more like success to me than they do to people just starting out or that have, I don't know, maybe they got loftier goals or want things a lot quicker. Like, I don't know. Right. Well, at the end of the day, like I, I think, you know, for me and you probably have a similar thought of like, we're, we're kind of just happy we can make stuff, you know, or whatever. And like to some people that's thought of as a, as a weakness, having that mindset of it, like, oh, you're not really in it. What I'm like, I don't know. To me, if you don't have that first idea, then you're, you wouldn't have any of it. I don't know. And then you see the, also the argument over like people doing it for money versus not doing it for money. Rather, and I come down on both sides of the argument. Like in general, no, I'm not doing any of this for money. But if there's a website that'll pay me money if people listen to my music there, uh, do I, I want people to listen to it. You know, like, I don't see how those are. How that's a crazy. Idea. Yeah, how that? Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. People just a lot of times people they a lot of times people count what's the word contradict themselves, right? Like what they want versus what they say they want, or what you know what's happening. Like, and it's like I don't know if, if you if you turn it slightly this way, you're saying the total opposite thing of what you're saying you want to achieve. So I don't know. Right. It's weird. So anyway, uh, I was number five on your list. So hopefully the album isn't disappointing. Um, like I said, I have a, a single, let's see from the time this comes out, it'll be a week from a week and two days from when this episode comes out. I have another single coming out called foreign whip that I think uh, my friend powwow will love. I think it'll be his favorite song I've made in a long time. And, uh, for whatever whatever that's worth to people, and then uh, two weeks after that, I have my album coming out. And there's one song in which I sing so bad on purpose that I enjoy it. But I know that like most people are gonna hear it and be like, "What the fuck? What? What is this?" You know, like, and so like I'm pretty excited about that. And then and then uh, the one where you said it's kind of like your Bismarck key homage. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it, and I record actually around the same time. And I love yeah around the time he died. Uh, Bismarck key when I was a kid, I really did. Um, you know, I was a big fan. And so, and really, it was because I was watching all these TikTok videos of all these professional singers how they do layering of different shit to make it sound so good. And I was like, I'm gonna do a shitty version of that. And so, like, I'm trying to do like this weird like Frank Sinatra singing voice impression i don't know i'm i can't sing but um it's dumb and i like it and honestly the the lyrics or i guess it's the other thing there's another song that the homie daniel elm uh who also has an album coming out sometime soon i've been friends with him on twitter for a long time and he's very supportive and i was like man we gotta do a song together you know and i just didn't have a hook for this and i was like man i have all the beats he has a very unique style like a modern bob dylan kind of thing and um I was like, I think you could maybe do something on this. And he did a hook. And some people have heard it and been like, man, that is not hip hop at all. Like, what what was the idea there? And I'm like, you just don't get it, guys. We're making fucking art. So, like, that's my we're making art song is the one with uh, Daniel Elm. So there's a little something for people to look forward to when this album comes out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting I want to get into some weird shit. Like, yeah, I think I um. I haven't fully listened to them yet, but I got three beats of yours that I know didn't make this album that I'm going to listen to and see 
it's how weird I can get with it. Like, I, I already know, like, verse-wise, I'm always going to end up rapping verses. If not, I'm going to do my, what I call my mock singing, which is what I do in the, the last song or this, uh, this album I'm coming out with. But, though, like, I don't know, with, with singing, I can't use as many words. So, it's kind of hard for me to do singing verses or think about a singing verse. I'm like, oh, I'm really not going to be saying much of anything because I always feel like it's shorter. But I know singers that say a lot, you know, when they sing, I'm just not that. But uh, I, I, I like playing with hooks and doing like shit that you're like, man, like you said, it, somebody will hear and be like, well, that's not hip hop. I'm like, good. I, I don't want to be hip hop necessarily. Right. I just want to make the music I make. Um. All right, I guess we got to talk about our own music and wrap this up. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, we, yeah, we do do that a lot. <laughs> They're good. Uh, my honorable mentions that I will throw out there, um, of course, I said Asher Roth. And then the other one I think most people have is their number two is Mac Miller. Um, yeah. I think Mac Miller is great. You know, don't get me wrong. I think he's super amazing, maybe even better than people on this list. I just didn't. He wasn't part of my music listening, you know, necessarily like kids. I listened to the the mixtape kids and I thought it was very good. And then I listened to this other mixtape after that that had all this like singing doo-woppy shit that at the time I was just like, I'm not into this. And then for whatever reason, that put me off of Mac Miller. And then, of course, once he like got famous again later on and, uh, you know, had like these really good albums, I listened to him and was like, oh, he's really, really good. But I just didn't I didn't come up with him, you know, like I wasn't I wasn't there for the come up. And so therefore, for some reason, he just didn't stick with me. And a lot of people think I. They'll, they'll like give me as a comparison of Mac Miller. And I'm like, I don't really think we sound like, I just think we look similar. Like, yeah, I, look like similar a, look. I have like a fat <laughs> version of Mac Miller look going on. And so you're like, Oh yeah, you're like Mac Miller. And so for whatever reason, that's always, uh, I think harsh to my judgment there. <laughs> uh, one, I want to shout out because I mean, being a white kid and if I can, what again, I call Oklahoma, the South, even if it may not be kid rock is a big fucking deal. You know, and I get, he went to country oh, yeah. music, but devil without a cause is a classic man it is such a classic and it's amazing like i mean i don't get enough credit for how much it probably uh influenced a lot of rappers in general but i do want to just shout out kid rock because you know again not many white rappers and devil without a cause is great and um my last uh, sort of joke shout out is rich from lfo now people might not know this because you're probably older than me or uh you just didn't know because you're not a white kid those again my age uh, but there was this boy band war, right? Between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees and all this shit. So like when I was in elementary school, um, if you found out any of your friends listened to that, you call them gay. And then, but we all actually listened to it. So for whatever reason, to be a youth. yeah, we all like I owned every NSYNC CD ever because my grandparents bought them for me, but I couldn't tell anyone. And so I would be like, no, I don't listen to them. I'm not gay, but like I would listen to NSYNC. So like, they didn't make bad music like that. Like that was such bullshit that like you like you had to be considered uncool, <laughs> like or it would be considered uncool to like because they make good music. Like that's the crazy part, but so, that's part of being young, man. Right, for sure. And uh, but there was another boy band group that I did love, and I would tell everyone I loved them, and that was LFO. And so people that don't know, LFO had a song called "Summer Girl," and uh, the lead singer Rich he he rapped. You know, it was like some, you know, white rapper shit. What that's what we're talking about here. And, uh, you know, I met a guy from Abercrombie and Fitch. If y'all know that song, that, I mean, that's him. And uh, I was like, man, yeah, that's that's the fucking jam. So I'm just going to shout out Rich because I'm sure he influenced me as well as an early uh, white rapper in my life. So, but that won't be on anybody else's list. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think that one's going to make a lot of them. <laughs> um, and then I'm not real familiar with like the Cypress. So I mean, I've listened to some Cypress. So I think one of Be Real might be white, but he might be Latino. I don't fucking know, you know. And, yeah, uh, I, I thought about that when uh, we were kind of going on Twitter and kind of throwing out suggestions. I thought about putting that, but then I was like, you know what? I, I sided on the Latino side of it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't think he is. And I, you know, like I said, man, I, I never set out, like, I, I'm not a, I don't tweet for reaction. So like, I don't set out to offend. Like, I think something's definitely going to offend. Even if, we, even if it's fake offended, I'm like, I don't even want to yeah. advertise for that kind of bullshit. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to put it. Cause I, I thought about listing a couple that I thought, but it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm not going to do the deep research to see if they're actually white. And if somebody tries to come at me, like I'm being whatever because i called them white and they're not i, I don't want to deal with that like, i don't care for sure oh and much. also i gotta shout out jack harlow because i don't listen to him much but everything i've heard is good I, it's just one of those again i missed the come up and so since i'm like he's not one of my dudes you know it'd feel weird being like oh i like this guy that's super fucking popular now so like for again that's just the way my brain works i know people try to get me to listen to uh, yellow wolf whenever he came out and i don't think i ever really yeah, Dude. it's not my my type. I'm not, but there's a particular type I like. You know, um, Cal Scrubby, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Chris Young's a new white rapper I like quite a bit. You know, there's some you gotta have some sort of swagger that I, for whatever reason, like for me to. But like, yeah, Wolf, I know is very good. Like, you know, I've heard it. I'm like, oh, he's very talented. But I've I don't want to listen to it. You know, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, you're a good rapper, but you're just not rapping about anything I want to hear. Uh, and your underground rappers, I just got to shout out some of my homies like Brad Sturex, Uh, You know, always yep, he was on my honorable mentions, uh, and I include Coop with right. it, but I think I do listen to more Brad Sturex than Coop. But right, you know, he he just has more singles. Uh, I couldn't really think of anybody else. You know, like I said, CJ's been working doing some good stuff, but he's kind of that like singer rapper. You know, it's kind of a hard thing. Yeah, I. I I thought about him too. I consider him more of a, I guess, an artist. Right. You know, I don't know. That label's kind of cheating too. Sometimes I don't use it that much, but I get it. And he, if anybody would fit that, it would be him. Um, I shout out Karma. Some of the stuff she makes isn't anything I would play all the time, but I think definitely she diverse. Might be Latina, maybe. I don't want to be speak out of terror. I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just and and some songs she speaks Spanish, you know, but that could just been like, well, that worked in that song, so she did it. I don't know. I don't know enough. Yeah, I feel, I feel like she dives into a lot of genres though. It's like a, like I think it's just kind of her thing is to be like all over the place, right? Which is not a bad thing. Cause, I mean, like this is worldwide, if you will, jack of all trades kind of thing, or Jill of all trades, whatever. Like, and then I uh, forgot one. I shout him out. Half Jewish, half Israeli. I don't know if that makes him white or not, but. I throw I throw him in my honorable mentions. I think only yeah, a white person can grow chops like that. So I think he does have the muttons. He is mutton it up. That's something from our genes, damn it. Um, <laughs> the mutton one. Someday when I finally take a DNA test and it tells me I'm not white, and I'm like, what? What am I? And they're like, you're Mongolian. You just have blonde <laughs> hair. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you're Viking, sir. Yeah, the Danes. Uh, I, I have a feeling I would just be English. I've never known what, you know, specific white I am. And uh, so that's why I've honestly never cared about races. I think it's because I don't really have racial pride of any sort. And uh, I've thought everyone who was Irish was so annoying growing up that they cared and they would get like 
shamrock tattoos and wear fucking Notre Dame hats all just because they <laughs> thought they were like, I was like, what the fuck? So now to see people like care so much about even their minority ancestry, I'm like, who cares? Oh my God. I'm like, but I think eventually if I just looked it up or got a DNA test, they'd be like, yeah, you're English or something, you know, and probably something really fucking basic. Um, whatever the generic answer is. Yeah, like whatever the most <laughs> generic one you could possibly be. And, or it'll come back and say, I'm like quite a bit native American, but since I, my ancestors, at least not that I know if we're on the Rawls, uh, the Dawes rolls, they'd probably be like, yeah, you're native America, but it doesn't matter. You get none of the benefits. And I'm like, God damn it. So like that's, like it's almost all downside to get a DNA test for me is where I'm at at the moment. I can genuinely say I've never cared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would think if I was uh, a black American, if they could tell you different percentage of the certain tribes and areas from Africa, I mean, I would be interested in that. But I think like the majority of black slave ancestors are from what, certain parts in Africa because the other African tribes were like, you know, sell those off, you know, be like, well, go get them. They're, you know, so like there's like some, like not everyone you meet in Africa is necessarily going to be related to someone uh, genetically that's a black American, you know, uh, if they're from different parts. Like Africa's a whole fucking continent. People act like it's just one fucking little place. It's like, it's a whole continent. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> and uh, I've watched this one shit a long time ago about, uh, you know, the different genetic markers and shit and how like there's more genetic variation between African countries and tribes than there are of like all other races combined like there's more stuff that separates like the ones that jump up and down on the fucking spears and then the ones that are like the giraffe hunters like there's more separating them than like white guy and chinese guy or whatever like because that's how diverse like um african genome is anyway i find myself fascinating but i don't technically know exactly what i'm talking about it's the science of life that's right. Exactly it. Um, all right, man. We got to wrap this up. I'm making these go way too long these days. No one even listens. So, you know, what's the, what's the point? Hey, uh, man, it's there for historical reference, man. That's true. One day. That's true. Someone will be perusing through and be like, hey, what was this podcast with Mo? Yeah. Their they'll perception it off and they'll play of it. the world is going to be so different. Uh, after you. Listen to this shit. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I think that's it. I don't have any other white rapper things. I'm sure, again, there's people we're missing. You know, Bubba Sparks didn't make my list and things like that. But, uh, yeah, well, it felt like a hit wonder to me. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I mean, well, he was a two hit wonder if you count Miss New Booty, and I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, ugly. But, yeah, you know, it's where I would love to be a one hit wonder, by the way. And there's no shade getting thrown from me there. Oh, yeah. Like, I, that was a. Like I, that was probably the topic you and forgot one hit yeah. on the most. I was like, I wish more people would admit like that they would be happy with like stop acting like if you don't have this huge career, like you don't have to be the top echelon. Like most ordinary people, like I consider myself an ordinary person, like who just enjoys making music. Like yeah, if I could get one song that would like get me the magic number, and I know what I can do with money, like I I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, or eccentric, and I know I can make it work, then yeah, I can make one song last. Like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't need to be super popular and famous. Just give me that one song and make it last. Well, producers, Indicate that bitch. I mean, that's how the producer world is. I mean, everyone's like, if I could just get one Drake song, that would be great. Yeah. You know, just get one, and I'll be cool. So I'm all for it. But all right, peace, yeah. man. Hey, have a good one, bro. 
mic bad, mix bad, but my flow go, my flow go, my flow go, mic sucks, mix ugh, but my flow go, my flow go, my flow go, mic bad, mix bad, but my flow go, my flow go, my flow go, mic sucks, mix ugh. My flow go, it must be so cold, it must be so cold. Right. This is my introduction. Mo got the beat jumping. I got my people waiting. Perfect producers hate it. They say my levels off. They say my trebles rough. They say my mic sucks. And I say so what? I'm rapping for me. I'm rapping for Christ. Love the streets, but not more than my life. I love these beats, but not more than my peace. Sure, it could sound better, but who listens to me? Some internet friends, a couple thousand strangers. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful. I do the best I can do. My biggest fan is me. It's good enough for me. And if it ain't for you, well then it ain't for you This is my introduction Mo got the beat jumping I got my people waiting Perfect producers hate it They say my level's off They say my treble's rough They say my mic sucks So what? Mic bad, mix bad But my flow go My flow go My flow go Mic sucks, mix ugh my flow go, my flow go, my flow go, mic bad, mix bad, but my flow go, my flow go, my flow go, mic sucks, mix ugh, but my flow go, it must be so cold, it must be so cold, this is my intro, this instrumental is brought to you by A to the Mo. So I guess I must be so cold He rap good, but he's so-so When it come to mixing vocals That's what they say about me As though it makes a difference I cop a squat and then clean up Using your opinions Ugh I'm as nasty as my comrade Always talking graveyard Like I'm the walking dead You win that chalk instead Just like this beat is Mo mad at me He said Soko don't release this At least let me try to make it sound better This that garage rap It don't get no better It's that dirty south metal mix Horror music settings That mental inspiration from a Underground patron, my thoughts and revelations. How I rebuke Satan, you can't hear past the mix. Thank you for the attempt. I'm gone. Thank you for listening or attempting to listen. Whatever the case may be, if you choose to continue, you can dig a little deeper into my mind and how I play with these instrumentals. Brought to you by A to the Mo. Hey to the Mo makes beats. I appreciate you giving me the chance to do what I do. My mic bad, <laughs> my mix bad, but I do what I can. And if you rock with me, you rock with me. If you don't, you don't. I would say no hard feelings, but really it's no feelings at all. I don't care.
Southcoast, Southern Conference.